1: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK Podcast. UK Podcast. UK Tech Weekly. Tech Weekly Podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here together to celebrate the union of tech and chat in in this confetti strewn Google Special edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's most deplorable weekly tech podcast. Read out once a week like the bans of a marriage that never happens. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment haircut styled by the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, World, UK and Computer World UK. Every Friday we sign up to an audio baking contest, showing off our audio tarts, parading our audio <laughs> buns and desperately trying to avoid soggy audio bottoms. In order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. And please don't forget to subscribe, review and tell your friends. We can't wait to get started. So allow me to present your trio of chatters for this week. And because I want to capture the commercially valuable uh, millennial demographic, I'm going to do this using the language of emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Passive aggressive smiley face, David Price, acting editor of MacGuard UK. That one is me. Political Water Pistol, Christopher Manassians, staff writer on PC Advisor and Macworld. Hello. Hello. And Suggestive Aubergine, Henry <laughs> Burrell, who is also staff writer on those esteemed publications. Pleasure to be here. This week we're talking Google, more Google and Pokemon. kasha Google Special! Google Special! Google Special! Henry Burrell, yeah. what went down in Google Town last night? When well, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say last
2: night. This week. This week. Um, yeah, you're breaking down the, <laughs> the illusion that we do I'm breaking is. down the fourth wall. You are. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, so Google made a big song and dance about their latest uh, unveiling, their big event. It's probably the biggest one they've had for a few years. Mm. Um, they was, said it
1: was the biggest one since Android.
2: Yeah, they, they said that at the beginning. A lot of people here got excited about that, but, I mean, it was Google saying that. Yeah, um, but I mean, there was a lot going on, so we we've got quite a lot to to get through and in, in, to cover it all. <laughs> that's, basically, I'm really going to peak the, the list <laughs> of the the Hold on, listener, oh, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a slog. So, I think to most most people would have seen this as a phone launch event, and that's what it was primarily. Um, the, the event itself was about an hour, twenty minutes, something like that. and They started off by talking about software, which is always the sexiest way to start a presentation, <laughs> um, and they're talking a lot about the Google Assistant, um, which is the AI. They were saying that. Um the CEO of Google was saying how the world has moved into mobile first, and then Google is <laughs> quite boldly saying it's now AI first, which right. isn't as catchy and no. maybe not as true. But Google wants it to be true, and that's kind of the point of uh, yeah. many well, of these well, they always products. want to get out ahead of the next big trend. And we have yeah. been
1: hearing a lot about AI and machine learning we have. Um, this year. We
2: have. I'm quite pessimistic about it. But of course you are. You we'll... always are. <laughs> it's a healthy thing to be some not for me but for <laughs> my opinions um so yeah the, the the headline um i still think the headline is google pixel is their new smart yeah. new smartphone range so, so um, it's making these itself it is indeed they did the the old uh hashtag made by google made so is that cuz
1: um his first mention of Apple. Yeah. Apple, uh, their slogan is always designed by Apple in California. Right, yeah. Um, because, I mean, you could strictly say that they don't actually make their own iPhones. <laughs> I'm assuming that Google also is not actually going to make these phones when they ship it off to some hellish factory
2: well, in yes. Asia. Well, yes. Yeah, no, there's, there's not lots of, you know, tech guys sitting around with lattes putting these phones together. But <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's outsourced. But I think the, the, the um, difference, the, um, the contrast they're making here is that before they had the Nexus brand, and all these yeah. devices, tablets, and phones were it's
1: HTC that, that designed those for it.
2: Um, well, we're not sure. So um, Nexus phones were always they always had like a Huawei stamp or HTC or LG or whatever, and yeah. the company was they, were, they was made aware. Um, this time, we thought that they'd been made by HTC, but Google has said they were designed in-house by Google, and these right. are this is hardware as well as software just from them. Yeah. So they've okay. kind of killed off the Nexus brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that
1: is that going to be mourned? Will we miss the Nexus brand?
3: Well, personally, I don't think so. I think it's a good, I think it's a good logical step forwards because essentially they've done what Apple did back in the days. They were a, they were, I would say a software based company and moved into hardware. And this was back in the days of Apple, but now they've Apple, a lot of people see Apple as the iPhone and the iPad and the Mac. They don't see it as a software company, but it is fundamentally still a software company. And I think this is exactly what Google is doing. And when they try to build up the hype, what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is it might not look like it, but when you will look back a couple of years' time, you'll think actually Google is now constantly producing phones every year. That's as in as in a I I think that's what they will do, that's just a like Apple.
1: plan is for this to be its main yeah product almost
3: because they've already got the tablet, the Pixel tablet, um, and then now they've got a phone. Then what's going to come next? You're going to have some wearables and. Just what's really interesting here is that how does this compete with its own manufacturers, not just own manufacturers, it's third party manufacturers like Samsung and HTC, which yeah. are the ones which drove Android to where it is right now?
1: Well, so let me let me stop with this. You've you've um you've brought out a whole series of things <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about today. <laughs> um so first of all, what is the advantages uh of making the hardware and the software? Why why does that why does Apple do that already and why is Google doing that now?
2: Well, One thing that struck me last night, um, uh, watching the the show, was that I don't... Well, maybe they did, but they didn't really say Android throughout Mm. the whole thing. The whole thing was like, even though they're talking about all the supposed uh, innovations in AI that they're putting on their handset and in their software, they kind of mentioned software at the beginning, and then they talked about the hardware. And I don't think they mentioned that it was even Android. It was just like, this is... Maybe it runs iOS. (laughs) 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 Windows. More people would buy it if it ran iOS. But... um, (laughs) I think, yeah, they just, it was just like assumed they were talking about all the new ways that the Google Pixel, and they kept saying Google Pixel, Google Pixel is used. But they didn't really say Android operating system, it's, but it looks to be a sort of tweaked but pure Android experience. Yeah. Um, and, and I think as, as tech journalists, we were hoping for um, the long uh, rumored OS that was sort of codenamed Andromeda. And we thought that that might be like a mix of Chrome mm. OS um, on, on, on desktop um, with Android. But that did not happen. <laughs> the only hardware, um, phone-wise and tablet-wise or laptops, it was just a Pixel. Um, right. And everything okay. everything else that we will talk about in a sec uh, followed on. Um, Is
1: Andromeda still on the card? I don't really know.
2: Do we oh, have any any sort of us.
1: solid reason why we think that's going to happen? Uh,
2: from, from, from my point of view, I think, yeah, Chrome, Chromebooks... Probably aren't selling quite as well as Google thought they would or hope they would. Um, it's this strange part of the market where it's people locked into Google's walled garden, and I think that's kind of what Google was doing yesterday. Sorry, last week, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, like with like with iOS, if you if you really are locked into Apple's ecosystem, for want of a better word, I know it's a bit cringy, um, you can't really get out. Uh, and that, but people don't mind that. And I think yesterday was Google kind of setting up that way uh, for for them and their customers because yeah. at the moment like I use an Android phone but I use a Mac and it doesn't seem to be a problem but I can see that if I got a Pixel and was fully using all of Google services um, it would be quite hard if I wanted everything integrated to, to use a Mac Although, So you, so you think bigger. part, of the,
1: part yeah. of the advantage of having both then is that it's having this sort of um, yeah let's say ecosystem, this sealed ecosystem to yeah. keep people inside. Are there advantages in terms of the experience though? I mean for the user is it better to have something which is designed end to end by Apple? Um, well, sorry, by Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> well, I was
3: just going to say on that point that um, during their own presentation, despite them taking loads of digs at Apple, which I found quite funny, like 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 headphone jack still included, um, they um, they did make aware that it was that there were certain products that they launched that they also said available on iOS as well. They did, yeah. and right. they even said with the Pixel phone. You can, we've included a dongle within the phone um, that allows you to transfer all your data, contacts, and everything from your iOS device to your Pixel phone. Now, I don't know how that will work in terms of from Apple. This
1: is Quick Switch Adapter, right? That's it. it, This this is really interesting to me because, um, and again, I'm looking at the Apple angle, the Apple launched um, an app called Move to iOS, Hmm. which is, which interestingly enough is an Android app, um, and somehow Google. Approved this on. I mean, I guess presumably the thinking was people will just sideload it anyway because it's quite easy to do that. Um, But you install that a lot of money as well. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, But you install that on your Android device, and then it it does all the migration for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I'm looking again at the name. Quick switch adapter is going to work. Is that going to be an iOS app? Surely have, Apple would never approve that. I
3: don't know. The, the, the thing which would be quite interesting is, well, about that approval thing, that brings a whole different question. I mean, you've got competition laws. I don't know how it yeah. works. Like If Apple are blocking an app for people switching over, yeah. then surely there's some sort of law which says you're not allowed to do that because it's the freedom of choice when a person... Purchases a product; it should be their choice to do whatever they want yeah, with the product. You remember, so, you remember
1: when they uh, they took the YouTube app uh, off the App Store yeah. for quite a while? Yeah. Um, mm. You'd think there might have been some competition uh, yeah. implications for that, and oh, you, not that we're suggesting any impropriety, in- of course. <laughs> course but
3: um, but I mean, you had the same thing with Google Maps being the default maps, and then you had yeah. um, Apple Maps, and then Google Maps, Apple Maps. Um, I still like Google Maps. But, I mean, yeah. I think most. think Google Maps is getting better. But, I mean, that's <laughs> is, that, yeah, yeah. that was a different, because that was like a, here's our own product as a replacement. Whereas yeah. if they're blocking an app for you transferring your data over, that could not only be Google, it could be anything. It could be just transferring to your PC, for example, just yeah. if you want some some data. So.
2: Yes, it, like you said, Christopher, it's interesting to see... Um, how they were comparing themselves to Apple and taking digs at them. Yeah. Like when they were showing the Pixel phone, the guy kind of s- smirks and went, and there's no unsightly camera bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And wait for his laugh <laughs> from the audience. Um, yeah. And there isn't one, but like it doesn't actually really matter. But what I thought was... What interested me uh, was they made these digs and then they were kind of quite cocksure about the way they were saying, and when you switch to Pixel, we've stuck this in the box. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like if you move from iOS. They were just like, when you switch, you can have it. Um, <laughs> but you think they should have been a bit more sort of,
1: well, maybe <laughs> Please you'll switch, we, yeah. maybe you won't.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, I noticed it. One, one I, of our
1: it, colleagues always um, winds me up by... By complaining about Apple being very positive in their presentations, <laughs> and I always say, "What do you? What exactly would you expect? of yeah, course definitely. they're going to be full of it." Yeah. But I mean, if
2: we're taking the line of comparing themselves to Apple, what I thought yes. was really interesting was the pricing of these phones. Mm. Personally, I thought they would be cheaper. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I think generally because um, Nexus devices have been more affordable than the current flagship iPhone, but yeah. it's exactly the same price as the iPhone yeah. in the UK. So
1: this seems like madness. So
2: yeah, in the US, it's six four nine dollars. Uh, but in the UK, it starts at five ninety nine pounds. So the iPhone seven thirty two gig will cost five hundred and ninety nine pounds, as will the base Pixel. And then they have a that's a five inch phone, five and a half inch. You can see how that's quite like the iPhone as well. Uh, so, so,
1: so the basic Pixel is a bit bigger than than the a little iPhone bit bigger, then. yeah.
2: So it's a it's a five inch and then five and a half inch for the what's called the Pixel XL. And that's seven hundred and nineteen pounds, which is the same price as the seven plus. They really are so,
1: shooting for Apple. Aren't
3: they? I I really think they missed a trick over here because I think as um, Henry pointed out when yesterday when we were all chatting about the the event going, well as it was taking place, Henry rightfully said this price won't get your average Joe consumer to switch over to this phone from their Apple device. However, if it was a lot cheaper, let's say one hundred and fifty quid cheaper. You've also got Samsung phones. People are like, well, should I trust this Google phone? Like, it looks good, but Google have never made the phone. This is the first phone they're putting out on the market. Should I trust it? It is Google, but people will go, think people mostly, Samsung, yeah, Apple. have
1: that level of brand awareness of Google. I don't think most yeah. people realize that their phone, I mean, maybe this is patronising, but I think a lot no, of people no, don't realize that they run Android. No, you're, you're they right. Go, this is my Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's their whole level of awareness of, of branding. And
3: even if they say Android, most people won't associate that with Google. Yeah,
1: they don't call it Google Android very yeah. often. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just it's that a separate brand, it like. runs
3: Android, and yeah. they're like, okay, well, what is Android? Yeah. how did Android get here? Exactly. Um, so, I think Henry was right when he was when he was saying this during the event that I think it's too expensive, and I think I think we all share pretty much the same. But expensive, expensive
2: outright. But I mean, they've also got two exclusive partners in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, EE and Carphone Warehouse, are the only. Uh, the car phone where? The car phone the only place that will stock, stock it at the moment. So I presume, um, knowing that, having worked in retail myself, they will be hammering those poor people on the floor <laughs> to upsell this to people who maybe are sitting on the fence. Because I've got friends yeah. who, like, I saw a friend the other day and he had a Huawei phone. And even though I'm aware of it, I was like, why do you have a Huawei phone? <laughs> because, like, I'd have never seen anyone who doesn't work in tech with one. He was like, oh, the guy just sold it really well to me. And mm. it was quite honest of him. So I think Google might be relying on that. Mm. But um, just to bring it on slightly... Um, what, the other thing they stuck in this phone, which has uh, been out for a few weeks already on the Google Allo app, is Google Assistant. And this is kind of where yeah. bringing in the theme... They of... called
1: it The Google Assistant, which yeah. I found really odd, like when they called Batman The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> in the dark night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's so what's it good about Google Assistant? How is it different well, to Google Now, Is mm-hmm. that the last one? Yeah, Google you, Voice Search?
2: Yeah, it's, it's different in that they're, they're saying it's tailored to you. So it's saying sort of all the... Uh, the, the Google Assistant will kind of learn you, uh, and I, it was implying better than maybe Siri or Amazon's Echo um, and all those kind of other voice assistants that people don't use. Um, well, yeah,
1: none of those have exactly exemplary track records. No, they're exactly. they're learning. So, I think
3: this is why they were hammering on AI. is because, well, first of all, Google mm-hmm. Assistant is built in and integrated throughout the OS, whereas Siri is a separate app. As far as I'm aware, it's a separate app, and you have to tap on the home button in order to open up Siri to do your tasks. Whereas with Google Assistant, you can open it up in no matter what app it is. I don't know how it will work with third-party apps, but they said it will work with WhatsApp and Viber, things like that. So it will be up to the developers of these apps to integrate Google Assistant. But in other words, you can open Google Assistant if you're watching a YouTube video, if you're browsing the web, on your home screen, whatever it is.
1: Will it have to connect online?
3: Yeah, I mean, presumably um, yeah. in order to actually work properly, then you would need it to connect online. But you could do phone search.
2: Um, yeah, they kind of they kind of brought it back again to how Google's been uh, building up a huge fountain of knowledge through its search engine. Basically, they they oh, kept good. quoting fifty billion facts. That's the that's the figure <laughs> they kept saying. And I'm really annoyed. I can't remember what they kept calling it. They kept <laughs> calling this something. It was like it was something like the knowledge graph. I think it might have be that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. which was a little bit. Yeah, lame. But, well, I, th- um, I thought it
1: was weird because on, on the Guardian's coverage of this event, they they sort of really ostentatiously call Google the search company at the top of the article. And I was thinking, you just made yourself sound really old-fashioned because <laughs> it hasn't been a search company for years. Mm, yeah, And yet, the way that they're presenting I think Pixel of yeah. Google Assistant is almost like they're leveraging, to use a horrible word, their database. Their I think it's, ca- it's kind of the point though, isn't
2: it? I think the, the paper like the Guardian might be writing to an audience that's still perceives Google to be a search company yeah. um and so I don't know maybe that's a PR effort to try and make people more aware of what's happening um the, the one thing I did like about the system was it's um again maybe I'm falling for the PR here but there was claimed that it was more conversational than mm-hmm. some of its rivals yep. so this guy did a quite cool demo and you could tell that it was live because um it actually misheard him and spelled something wrong um so it wasn't sort of pre-set up but you can you can as Christopher was saying it takes you into open table he booked um Book dinner for him and his wife near somewhere and then he, he asked he just asked google assistant how far it took for him to get from dinner to the gig and it did it all pretty quickly it's kind of mm-hmm. tying it all together and it, it sort of builds on the information you've said to it rather than something like siri perhaps if you said to siri um i don't know where is that restaurant and then if you said to it maybe next week where is the restaurant i went to last week it might not remember yeah
1: I, yeah siri's not good at um I don't know what the word to use for that. Is it semantic stalking? Because <laughs> <Stalking. laughs> that's the problem. That's yeah. what
2: that's the barrier to some people for the um, embracing these technologies is what is the privacy hmm. uh, implication?
1: Yeah. So this is a big big question as well because um, so if you have a company like um, so you, there's, there are, there's three main um, players in this space. I guess there's Apple, there's Amazon, and there's Google. Apple has got a very good track record on privacy. It's uh, had this publicised battle with the FBI to protect the privacy of um, like the sort of the, poster child for somebody that most people would have said give up the data but no they were saying absolutely not amazon has i would say in most people's view a good reputation for uh, looking after data because Mm -hmm. people willingly give it up and they say i don't mind you predicting what i'm going to buy google i'm not so sure because it's got kind of a track record of um yielding to all law enforcement requests it's it's done various shady stuff it has a very low rating with all privacy organizations are you yeah. going to want google of all companies of all companies with its tendrils in every aspect of your life to be storing this information to be listening to you and this i guess brings us on to the um the speaker what's the speaker called google, google home. home google home mm. it's going to be listening to you all day long mm. This raises all sorts of issues.
2: Yeah, I mean, Amazon Echo just came out recently as well, and that listens to you by default unless you manually mute it. Um, and you can have the option on that product to go into your manually go into your logs and delete. Um, I always manually go into my logs. <laughs> it's the best way. Um, Sorry, so, <laughs> that's that. right. Yeah, so Google Home, yeah, it's a it's a little sort of chic looking speaker thing that you, you put in your home. Annoyingly for. Probably most of our UK listeners, it is not out in the UK. Yeah, um, it's US only. One hundred twenty nine dollars, which is a shame because that's quite a good price for what it does. Um, and what it is is just a hub that you stick in your home, um, and you can do Google search because obviously it's the search company. Um, control third party devices like if um, for all those people out there who have smart lights and thermostats and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, the Internet of Things hasn't really yeah arrived, has it? I
2: think it will involve signing <laughs> your life away to Google before it can happen. And you can what? play and search oh, yeah. music, set alarms, do shopping lists and stuff. You know, things humans haven't been able to do for centuries. Um, but I don't know. It was quite cool. Did it seem accurate?
1: You said that the um, the assistant, was it on the phone,
2: made the mishearing? Yeah, it made the mishearing just because the guy had quite a quite a Western drawl. But, um,
1: but everybody has an accent. I mean, exactly. I'm not sure. You kind of
2: have to enunciate, don't you? you? You are talking to a machine at the end of the day. The thing that is <laughs> a small point, but the thing that impressed me the most was actually how Google Home integrated with um, a, a, the Chromecast that they had. Um, it was slightly, I'll, I'll come on to this in a minute, it was slightly confusing how they worked together. But the guy just said, oh, play the Shakira song from Zootopia. And obviously he picked one that would definitely work. But yeah. it was clever enough to go to YouTube and find the song. that she did for that soundtrack and play it straight away.
0: Which just, is pretty... That seems
2: like quite a risky thing
1: to do in a live demo as well. Yeah. <laughs> with, with <YouTube. laughs> Unless
2: that bit wasn't live. But I think that yeah. the other thing that I wasn't actually aware of, they kept referring to you get a free trial of YouTube Red. Yeah. Which is must be it must be a high quality
3: Well YouTube Red is just basically a um well it was a six month free trial. Uh usually subscription based and it is essentially a way of watching YouTube or listening YouTube um, without ads. Um, you can download the music. It's basically a, a combination of what YouTube, Spotify, I would say Apple Music is, all combined into one. And that is what YouTube Red is. Yeah. Um Some YouTubers are going into it because I think it works a bit like Twitch. You get subscription-based and then you get paid on that. Um But the reason they were pushing it out is because in order to really, I'd say, benefit from Google Home, you could say Google Assistant within Google Home, the Chromecast, it's best if you had something like YouTube Red, and that's why they want to say, hey, have a six-month free trial, see what you think of it, and then try living without it. But realistically, you're going to subscribe to us anyway. It's one of Google's newer products and something they've tried to almost almost say prolong the life of. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I thought it was weird at, at first. He did mention it again that they weren't, pushing google play music which would have made more sense for me but obviously it works better with with the youtube app in this in this instance
1: they just try everything don't they google they throw there's <laughs> a word i can't use but they throw everything at the wall and <laughs> see what sticks
2: yeah i mean well google home it it literally will be a, a hub in your home but also i kind of saw it this is how i scrolled all my notes down anyway it's kind of a hub for their other products so google home sits in the home they were also introducing google wi-fi <laughs> i would Boldly say that most people just have one Wi-Fi router in their home that they get from their, they get from their provider. Yeah, I, I wish true. my home was big enough that I needed more than one. Um, I have an extender. Oi, oi. So, yeah, they also push in Google Wi-Fi. Again, this is only in the US at the moment, but they were kind of suggesting that if you've got Google Home and you live in the hills or whatever, and you've got, like, seven bedrooms, that you need Google Wi-Fi, which is sold for um, one router itself costs $129, which to Ooh. me, for most consumers, is still a barrier. It's quite expensive. Um, and then three for $299. Oh, yeah. But it uses mesh Wi-Fi, which, without getting too nerdy, is more intelligent no, more don't. intelligent than um, regular Wi-Fi that you'll get with your TalkTalk Talk box or whatever. Mm. They just basically shoots. Uh, Wi-Fi signals out willy-nilly. I, like love a... I
1: thought you were going to get really technical there. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know the right words Ships for this. Shoots it out willy-nilly. But think of it
2: like a blunderbuss, right? It just shoots it everywhere. But a then... blunderbuss of information. Indeed. That's <laughs> how we roll. But then Google Wi-Fi uses mesh Wi-Fi which is it, it's, it's more directional. It will intelligently select... Um, the best path to the devices that are requesting the signal. So it can, like, bend around, around walls, a bit like lasers.
3: Although, if I'm not mistaken... <laughs> I think lasers can bend. Anyway, go on. I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, that already exists through other Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, already. no, totally. in, It's not a new technology. As in, yeah. I think yeah. Google are just branding it as a way of, like, it's something new, but in reality it does exist. But these routers are, like, gaming routers. That's what they yeah. termed... That's the that's the term that um, companies are going in... Around the world, like this is a gaming router because it can intelligently switch between Wi-Fi and how the bands work, and how it can intelligently speak to your computer rather than other computers around there.
1: And it gives you a competitive advantage when you're shooting well,
3: in if you're if you're, you're if you're <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're realistically into gaming, you would not go on Wi-Fi anyway. Um, you would plug it yeah. into your router, <laughs> like I have done. Even though I live, I'm literally I'm about one and a half meter away from my router, I get fantastic Wi-Fi signal, mm. but I've still routed a wire above my above my uh, door into the router in order to get the best latency possible. So, yeah, I mean...
2: Well, this is a convenient segue into the next part. <laughs> Chrome, there's a new Google Chromecast as well, Ooh. which comes with an optional Ethernet port, which yeah. everyone is happy about because I've got a, a Chromecast and sometimes, yeah, you lose signal because yeah. it's working over Wi-Fi. This comes with an Ethernet port. It's a new version that's called Chromecast Ultra, um, which allows you to stream in 4K and HDR. That's um, very sexy. Very sexy. <laughs> and this also links back, handily, if you've got any money left in your bank account, to Google Home. So this is how you can wirelessly, with your voice, control uh, third-party apps like um, Spotify or Netflix. So you could say, oh, play the next episode of Narcos, and it will just go bing, supposedly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and like uh, awesome. Yeah um we but that's are, how that works
1: we <laughs> we are running out of time for this um but i think we have one last thing to talk about in terms of google
2: we do tell me about daydream daydream is already uh, sort of an, an app i don't really know how to describe it yeah, yeah. probably an app um but for vr basically google is slightly late to the vr game the consumer vr game um, and it, I think
1: VR might be a thing where you should be late. I think I think, think so. the late the late arrivals will do better. Yeah, I mean
2: it's it's well priced. Daydream View, it's called, is a, a headset that you put. They hope the shiny new Pixel phone that you've just bought into. Right. So it's just a headset to put your phone in. So sixty nine pounds. It's, and so it's like a
1: fancy version of cardboard.
2: Yes, but yes, exactly. Um, it's it's um. Well, it's
1: like the the Gear VR. It's, yeah. it's just a holder for a phone. <laughs> Could you put somebody else's phone in there?
2: Um, at the moment. I don't know. They said that there would be compatibility with phones from their sort of partners coming out within the next few months. But I believe at the moment it will only work and work best with Pixel. Um, but I mean, it's it's just a headset. It will it will wirelessly connect to your phone without you having to do anything, which is quite cool. It's just another barrier to somebody being bothered to do it is having to set it up and fiddle around with it. And mm-hmm. it comes with a little controller as well, um, which you, has like a little touchpad and its directional sensors as well. So I mean, but some of the demos they showed were quite lame. <laughs> but it is just sort of you know, the
1: VR always looks lame when, yeah, you're, not when you're not experiencing it. it. Exactly, it's the, it's the most unpresentable. Technology. It'd be cool
2: for watching, you know, like um, Narcos again. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because the example they used. It's uh, your I, I'm, I'm a sucker. I do quite like that program. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're, they, you can do that as well. If you buy the phone, they'll probably try and flog you a headset. <laughs> so um, when is all this stuff out? Last thing. So Pixel, Christopher, I think I'm right. 20th of October. I think, I think, from you're right, Pixel yeah. in the UK, then if you're in the UK, you can't get Google Home yet. The guy mm-hmm. said, I think the quote was, it was coming soon, I hope. Yeah, Which was <laughs> exactly. Which <laughs> didn't yeah. fill the room of journalists <laughs> with much, uh, much hope. Uh, Chromecast Ultra, uh, I believe, is out at the same time as Pixel, but I might be wrong there. I That's, think it's November. I think is it November? it's November, yeah, Daydream View is November as well, yeah. so by the end of the year... Um three of those five products will be out in the UK. And you will have no money left. And you will have no money. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Um well
1: we'll have to stop it there. Um we're gonna have a oh I should ask a question first. Um yeah. and considering how little we talked about daydream, maybe this is the wrong one. But <laughs> um, do you think are you a daydream believer mm-hmm. or is this Google's nightmare? <laughs> Henry Burrow.
2: Um I'm gonna be I'm gonna go daydream believer, just about.
1: Good. Uh and Christopher Masian. Daydream Believer. Daydream Believer. I'm going to say Google's nightmare, because I'm always thinking about privacy. Um, that's my main... <laughs> because you've got something to hide. Obsession. I have nothing to hide. You, that is a terrible way of looking at privacy. Uh, with that... We'll Your have privacy. A, well, yes. We're going to have a short gap, uh, and then we're going to talk about Pokemon. Welcome back. Crystal Manassians. Let's talk Pokemon. Um, Pokemon Go is, I understand, from Cool Kids... Uh, quite the latest trend <laughs> so um if i know about it clearly it's it's died a death so um what's the latest word on the pokemon go street
3: so first of all actually pokemon is declining in user base i must say um even though a lot of people have heard it a lot less people are actually playing it now i am one of the cool kids as you like to i like to say definitely still, a cool kid. thank you still plays pokemon um and so, yeah, Pokemon, or should I say Niantic, uh, the makers behind Pokemon have, um, released a new accessory. That is a wearable accessory, um, that sits on your wrist, as you would expect. Um, and it costs thirty four ninety nine in terms of pounds. And it, <laughs> in terms it, of pounds. In terms of pounds. <laughs> um, no, because thirty four ninety nine 99 like? could what be it, dollars. What does it look like? In terms of, look. so it looks, <laughs> it looks exactly like a little Pokeball. Yeah. But mixed with Star mm-hmm. Trek. That's like how I like to see it's it. has got, got the like, point to it. It's got the it? point to it, right, exactly. Okay. See, you
1: got that. What's that nice. little Google Maps? Um, oh, yeah, the,
3: Google, yeah, the um, is it street view pin.
1: Oh, uh-huh.
2: is on yeah. purpose? Is it meant to look like a pin? I
3: don't
1: know. That's actually a good question. I don't I know. I used to call my son Google Maps because when he was little, his his head came to a point. His, his head looked like a sort of...
2: <laughs> 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 You're such a nerd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, so, uh, so you spend... Was it yep, thirty four ninety nine? Yeah, exactly. on this thing. What does it do that your phone cannot.
3: Okay, so it is almost like uh, in my opinion the way you see like an Apple Watch, it aids you. Oh, I love it. I love Apple. <laughs> so it aids the operation um of your phone. So in this respect, it doesn't replace um pokemon go on your phone right. it just helps you play it with a little bit more ease so the way it connects is via bluetooth so you will need bluetooth activated so some people were what about my battery that's gonna run down the battery even more you'd be right in thinking that even but pokemon
1: go is already a battery killer exactly. exactly
3: so this is why the wearable is actually aimed to reduce battery usage and you might like wow how is that gonna happen if it's using bluetooth as well well essentially you can now you you can now play pokemon go with the phone's display switched off. Normally, when you do that, it shuts down the Pokemon Go app and you can't catch Pokemon, you can't um, fill up on your items at Pokestops, um, and you can't track the distance for hatching your eggs or walking with your buddy to get so, some candy. Has it got a
2: screen on it underneath the...
3: So no, it hasn't got a screen. So what, So that's the thing, which is quite intriguing, is that... All it does is connect to your app initially, and once it's connected and it's connected via Bluetooth, you can switch off not switch off your phone, you turn off the phone's display, and then interact with your wearable only. Now, it does have some sort of limiting functions that if you're catching um, Pokemon, it's going to eat through your Pokeballs. Um, it does... It it, it, it it You can't see the map of where you're walking. You don't
2: let anybody eat your Pokeballs. Exactly.
3: <laughs> honestly, you'd be surprised. Like, you can eat through them quite quickly. Wait, so um,
2: I'm, I'm quite ignorant about this. How, yeah. how can you catch a Pokemon without looking at the screen of your phone? So...
3: Good question. So you press, <laughs> you press the button. There's like one uh, single multifunctional button yep. on the wearable device. You press it um, when it lights up. I think the color is green. Um, it vibrates and has a green little LED. And that signifies that there's a Pokemon nearby that you've previously caught. Let's say a Pidgey. And you press the button. It activates the catching screen. It then vibrates in white to say that it's currently trying to catch the Pokemon. If it successfully catches the Pokemon, it then goes multicolour. So it's green, right. yellow, red, like so, rainbow so, colour. So you,
2: so you don't have to look at your phone. It's exactly. that whole process. So, exactly. maybe, so if walk, I'm walking around and I think there might be Pokemon on that grassy yeah. knoll. But
1: it tells you there's a Pokemon on the grassy knoll. Oh, it mountain. tells you if you're well, walking past it. By, is if, it? if you're nearby right, to it. It's a certain colour, right? Yeah. So it just it like. so really confusing. So it <laughs> is
3: quite confusing. It's quite hard to explain. But. Yeah. Um,
2: Normally I on the app. There is some
1: skill in catching, but I've, I've watched Lewis doing there Pokemon catching, and he sort of, the way he swipes the screen, yep. he says this is more likely to catch Yeah, I
2: think the skill is blind devotion. <laughs> <laughs> to the it's, 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 well, he, this is
1: what I want to say, because isn't, isn't this exposing how little there is to this game?
3: Well, that's the thing. This is why it eats through your Pokeballs, because um <laughs> Okay, the reason why it consumes or why it takes up so many Pokeballs is because I don't know how else to say. No, um, the, the reason why is because a lot of people have been reporting a low catch rate. So normally, if it's a Pidgey, you'd throw it, you'd throw a Pokeball at it, and you'd most likely catch it because it's just a Pidgey. Yeah. With the wearable device, a lot of people are saying you're not actually catching it. You're it actually keeps fleeing. So it's a bit of a hit and miss because if I ever got the device, which I'm tempted to get it, I would never use it to catch Pokemon because I think my success rate of catching Pokemon through the actual phone will be much greater than through the wearable device. And because um, getting Pokeballs ca- can be quite um, scarce in certain areas or for people who live not in a, who don't live in a city then you might want to avoid using that feature of catching Pokemon on the fly without looking at your phone. Yeah. So you might be thinking, so what's the point of getting this? Well, um, people who play quite a lot like myself um, will use it in order to track um, their distance covered. So in other words, you have eggs within the game. If you hatch the eggs, you get some cool Pokemon or you get uh rarer Pokemon and Normally, you'd have to keep your phone on all the time and track your distance to hatch these eggs. With GPS. With GPS and yeah, everything. But with, with its wearable device, you can save the battery. You could be, I don't know, walking to, to the station without having your phone open, and you can still be tracking this distance. So this is why I would personally get it for that reason alone.
1: So you're tracking the distance. Yeah. And if you had the phone closed, the screen off, yeah. it normally wouldn't be, yeah. you wouldn't be gaining the steps. As exactly, as
3: well. exactly. So it is like an Apple Watch. It is like an Apple Watch, so that that's that's why a lot of people are saying that it's quite good. But in, in the flip side of it, other people are saying, "Well, you're paying to win almost because you're paying thirty four ninety nine to have a, a distinct advantage over people who don't right, have this." Yeah.
2: I was thinking, yeah, they have to monetize it somehow, yeah. don't they? I so mean, I, I'm not being snide when I ask this, but would you actually wear it in public as well? Like, well, it does. I think it might be a barrier to people like wearing it to work because it does it like a pokeball. Totally,
3: yeah, totally. I mean, I I think they should have made it one like a like a cool Pokeball that they have and it's the other similar. one should have been a very discreet like just a normal oh,
1: come on if you're going to do this stuff you've got, <laughs> you've got to go you've got to go full core onto it yeah. well, that's it's a- like you remember when they had the Harry Potter and then they brought out the special Harry Potter Adult mm. covers, where it was just, yeah, it was just like a, a really sort of moody black and white shot of a wizard's hand. It was yeah. like, Yeah, I'm looking at my adult book. Mm. It's like, Come on, if you're going to play Pokemon, play Pokemon. Fair well, enough, yeah, fair enough. Dog, <laughs> but, but there
3: is a lot of people who do. I mean, I don't have any sort of shame of playing it. Like, I'll be more than happy All to right. say. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people do, as I think Henry's trying to point out, that they, they are more conscious about playing game. Forget about Pokemon, playing games. If I yeah. went if I went up to a girl and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm top three percent in Counter Strike in the eaten world. All my Pokeballs. <laughs> Let me talk about my Pokeballs. No <laughs> Anyway, but the point is, um it does bring that barrier and you're you're being totally correct about that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's it's has a little barrier about the that.
1: The money side of it worries me a little bit mm. because um this is a classic example of mobile game um Financial thinking. that mm-hmm. you, know, you have a game that's free, and people are willing to download it because it's free. And they and these are the same people that will have refused to download another game that I, for example, might have recommended to them, which cost one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, "Oh no, I'll, I'll get this free game." And then this accessory comes out, which is thirty four ninety nine, which is the sort of price that they used to charge for Snes games back when <laughs> games were expensive, or, or
2: Pokemon on DS or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it's like, and 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 they you presume you are also going to pay to buy Pokeballs. Yeah, you.
3: I mean, you, you can you can game. usually collect them for free but you do you can purchase stuff in game you don't have to but if you do purchase stuff in game it can help you level up quicker um and it's the same thing with this i think it's the same sort of principle if you want to level up quicker if you want to have a better experience and sort of like quoted um quotation marks um then yeah you 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 can have a better experience at with $34.99, Am I right but... in saying
2: that this was also a delayed release? It should have been out a couple of months ago.
3: Yeah, I think... so I think they were holding out for... I personally think they were holding out for the Apple event. Because oh, yeah, right. because as you... Well, if some of our listeners remember or have seen it, then at the Apple event there was like a tie between Niantic and uh, Pokemon Go Plus, And they said this is going to be launching. I think they were holding out for that personally. Um, but yeah, it, it should have been out, um, sooner. And to be honest, right now, I even looked online to try and buy it. It's sold Sold out. And if you want to buy it from eBay or Amazon, it's like double or triple the price because people have bought it. They know the demand. They know that people are willing to pay. I think, I think it kind of shows that Pokemon
2: was even for the companies that made it was just a completely unprecedented success. Yeah but for a very limited period of time, I think you might accept. Yeah. I know you still play it. No, yeah. But I think it, millions and millions of people were playing this game, this should, and, and it should now have they're not. It should have, change, they should have had it out when the game came out. They would have yeah. sold so many more if totally they, they didn't have the stock problems. But I think... I, I know a lot of people play mobile games, and I'm not saying that they're unpopular, but I kind of think that for most people... These are games that are really, really exciting for a couple of months and then drop off again. Um, I hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case for Super Mario Run as well. well.
1: Yeah. And if you and if you have a game like that, then the idea of buying a thirty-five pound accessory that will only function with that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking to you again, Christopher, yeah. it doesn't. You, could I reprogram this device so that it flashes when I've got an incoming call? Or
3: no. Something? As as far as as far as anyone's aware, you can't do that unless. Potentially, you could hack it of some I think sort, you could but it or something, yeah, yeah um, like jailbreak. I mean, like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you could you could somehow hack into it. But other people have said that if it's only connecting via Bluetooth, then surely there must be some sort of hack or some sort of bypass that you can get a different wearable device that connects via Bluetooth and do the same functionalities. Because essentially it's only one. Yeah, well, not even that. Even If you you had a Moto 360, for example, you had already a wearable device and you didn't want another one. It has one button, which is a multifunctional device. If somehow you could program an app that would work on the Moto 360 in order to work via Bluetooth with the Pokemon Go app, it could be possible. But it is very complicated. So, yeah.
1: Well, this is very exciting. We'll have to stop it there, unfortunately. Um, We'll quickly go around the room. Pokemon Yo Plus or Pokemon No Plus? Henry Burrell.
2: Pokemon No Plus for me. Why do
1: you hate Pokemon?
2: (laughs) I actually really like Pokemon. No, Uh, you don't. I do. Don't lie. Uh,
1: (laughs) Chris from With
3: 139 in his Pokedex,
1: yes. Uh, That's a Pokemon Yo Yo, Plus. I'm I'm going to say Pokemon, um, I don't know. Commit. Uh, Pokemon No Plus there you go No Plus get an Apple Watch Uh, and with that we will close this um
2: nuptial Google Special oh yeah that's right
1: (laughs) Google Special edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast Uh, feel free to get in touch let us know your thoughts and opinions uh, and to pay us for advertising if you want to that'd be good because um, <laughs> remember we target the millennial demographic there they love us um uh, you can tweet <laughs> us on any of these topics using the handle at uk tech podcast you can email us on editor at idgu.co.uk We'll be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. And if that sounds like something you'd like, you can find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundCloud and other podcast sources. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, like us and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. goodbye.
0: UK Tech Weekly Podcast.